This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Support for today's podcast comes from Audible.com. You can get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial by going to insidetheboards.com audible. Don't give up being a reader just because you're in medical school. With over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or other device, you can listen to the books that you don't have time to read with Audible. Welcome to the Inside the Boards podcast, the podcast dedicated to helping you learn to think like a question writer so you can study smarter, not harder, and succeed in medical school. And now here's your host, Patrick Beeman. I am Patrick Beeman, your host, and today's guests are Aaron and Brian Lemieux from the wildly popular Sketchy Medical. I know you guys are all using this. And in part one of this two-part series, Brian and Aaron helped me dissect a question related to a pediatric disease and its treatment, as well as discuss the relevant sketch from their platform related to it. I won't reveal all the details. In part two, they dive a little bit more deeply into what Sketchy is doing to help students prepare for the boards now and what their big plans are for the future to help you succeed in medical school. Stay tuned to the end of the episode to hear more about our Step 1 Study Smarter series and how you can win this episode's freebie thanks to the folks at Sketchy. Welcome to the Inside the Boards podcast. Today we have both Aaron and Brian Lemieux, who are uh, from Sketchy Medical, which I know pretty much all of you are using because it's the fastest, most fun way to learn the USMLE Step 1 content related especially to pharmacology and microbiology, harnessing the power of visual learning. Aaron is the creative director and content director, and Brian is one of the co-founders of the company, Hello, everyone. But their whole team is about, what, 20 people or so? Yeah, some working remotely, some working in person, but we have a, it's we a mix. It's a mix of all levels in medical education. Awesome. Yes. So welcome, guys. Thank you so much for your time and overcoming the technical difficulties that we had in initially setting this up. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for setting this up with us. We <laughs> love 
speaking to our fans, even uh, maybe the people who are not so much our fans, but yeah, hate mail, <laughs> no, the love letters, but speaking to you too, <laughs> just someone who's just as interested in helping people understand the boards better, um, just help helping us spread the word. And to be greatly honest, our our mom was OBGYN for over thirty years, and then she wisened up. <laughs> <laughs> she wisened up and retired. And uh, like everyone does at the end, but uh, uh, that in itself too is just something we were exposed a lot to and know a lot about and know what kind of person it takes to do that. And so that in itself is just, you deserve a thank you from all your patients. I, and I just know that. <laughs> uh, I should tell them, um, but, but <laughs> yeah. I won't because that might come across as a, <laughs> uh, it might not go over well. I hear a piano in the background. Is that part of the, uh, the sketchy brand there? So yeah, fun. you know, so our office is right upstairs from a music conservatory for children. So it's like this piano music filters in from underneath and it's very inspiring, which is why we decided to stay here. <laughs> All right. Well, each of these podcast episodes, we begin with a little bit of learning since, you know, it is the boards. So why don't we just launch into our osmosis question of the day? Cool. I'll go ahead and read it, and then we can discuss it. Sound good? Sounds great. A four-year-old girl is brought to the emergency department by her mother because of difficulty swallowing and excessive drooling. She has previously been well with the symptoms starting only two hours prior. The family recently immigrated to the United States from a rural area in Russia, and the immunization status of the child is unclear. Physical examination shows the patient is leaning forward, and has inspiratory strider, which of the following pharmacological treatments is most appropriate empirical therapy for this patient? Is it A, cefazolin, B, ceftriaxone, C, cefiroxime, D, doxycycline? These all sound the same. This is tricky. Don't they? Or E, penicillin? The answer is B, ceftriaxone. So you guys, are you, um, did you finish uh, medical school or did you pull an Adil Yang and all those other people and take like three, four years off to start a company? Yeah. So we actually started um, sketching medical, me and the two other co-founders, Andrew and Saud, while we were in our second year of medical school. Um, it got more and more popular during our third year, during fourth year then after when they graduated and during my fourth year when I took the year off for research but I actually graduated last year so I'm officially an MD and then Aaron he was at UC San Diego he also took year off for research so our schedules aligned really well and he also graduated last year so we made it all the way through the other two co-founders are residents but we are working here full-time so when you were sitting in that room and you got a question like this, four-year-old girl, you see things in the stem like excessive drooling, inspiratory strider, leaning forward, and they ask you what the treatment is, what is going through your mind as you approach this question or a question? Yeah, so it's so interesting because the way the step one questions are set up, buzzwords are so important. And the more you can familiarize yourself with the new world questions, which will eventually be what you see on the step one, the more you can do, the more buzzwords you'll, you'll and pattern recognition you'll be able to have with the buzzwords. 
And this is for better or for worse, of course, because you shouldn't just be memorizing buzzwords and to memorize answers. But unfortunately, part of being able to endure this test is just being able to be good at answering questions, which isn't necessarily testing your understanding 100%, but that's life. So there are some major buzzwords that are thrown in here, especially. One of them, which they wouldn't even give you on the test probably, is that their immunization status is unknown. They really like to do coming from Russia or some say some foreign country, and you're just supposed to assume that they don't have their vaccinations there. So, um, I mean, immediately you should go back to whatever you wrote question or first aid page you have memorized and say, okay, which one's talking about vaccinations? Which one, what, what do you get vaccinated? Um, what vaccinations do you get as a, as a kid? Um, the cool thing about sketchy, or at least if you are familiar with the sketchy micro pictures, you can think back to, okay, which pictures had the syringe in it? Which ones, which ones do they need vaccinations for? So, um, that's one of the huge buzzwords, like foreign country, for some reason, they always assume those foreign countries just relax on their vaccinations. <laughs> and yeah. and uh, yeah, so I mean, I still want to say, like, unfortunately, unfortunately, you just got to know the buzzwords. Um, understanding is half of it. Getting the buzzword right is the other half. I think another just really important thing that they just like it, that should get you in the mindset right away is it starts off with a four year old girl. And so you can forget you can kind of isolate all the information you've learned about things that are going to show up with really young patients. And they don't like to um, focus on a lot of complicated PEDS subjects. And it really is just the basic big infections, uh, big uh, complications that can be congenital if it's some kind of body system they're getting affected in. So you talked about pattern recognition, right? And with with that pattern, um, especially the pediatric patients with excessive drooling, inspiratory strider, leaning forward. That is classic for acute epiglottitis, right? Exactly. This is, incidentally, I believe, also what George Washington died of. What? Yeah, I know, right? But I bet the bugs are a little bit different um, in adults and in pediatric populations. So the most common cause, though, of acute epiglottitis in uh, this population, the one that you want to know for step one is Haemophilus influenza, right? Yes. So that makes our answer choice of the options cefazolin, ceftriaxone, cefiroxime, doxycycline, and penicillin. It makes the answer choice be ceftriaxone. Yeah, and then so for those that are familiar with all the sketchy micro videos, yeah, I mean you can remember okay, which ones had the little kids in them again, um, which will stand out to some people, or which one had the drooling kid? That's literally one of the sketchy micro videos. It's going to be the Phyllis's chocolate covered cherries, or however you remember it best. But we do for these buzzwords, we try to make them stand out really well in the picture. Um, and then once you can remember that picture, like, okay, drooling kid. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the, that was that, the kid dressed up as a, as a knight for Halloween, he had the three axes and he's in Phyllis's chocolate covered cherries. And then once you remember the pictures, you can kind of fill in with the other details because we, we cover it in the finer details too, kind of deeper into the picture you look. I, I know, you know, since, uh, sketchy is a, an audio visual medium. It's much better to have a picture or a video related to this, but can you paint me a picture of the things that you guys put into the Haemophilus influenza? I mean, you mentioned a few here, a sketchy uh, section to 
to help people remember maybe the diseases it causes, the fact that it's a gram-negative organism, things of that nature? Yeah, sure. So I think one of the try to more interesting details we try to throw in is we try to really help them understand if it does, if it is more common in children, children will be in the story. If it is more common in adults, adults will be in the story. So when you think back to the Homophilus influenza picture, it's all kids in there. I mean, there's an adult, but just the hand is, is sticking in. It's like the whole Charlie Brown thing. Where it's like <laughs> yeah, exactly. Part of them is peeking in, but it's mostly um, kids. So it's all kids in this one. It's Halloween time. So it makes you think back to the, the diseases more prominently found in the pediatric population. We even have like a special meningitis helmet for the kids. And then the meningitis helmet for the adults is completely different. Um, so we diff, we try to differentiate even between the symbols between the kids and adults, but, um, there's a spaceman kid in this one with the, with the classic pediatric meningitis helmet that we have recurring through the different sketches here. And then one of the kids, um, this cowboy kid that has a rifle for a fampin for close contacts, I think, but there's, there's the night kid for, um, who has the three axes for ceftriaxone. We kept this one super simple. I mean, there are these various antibiotics seem to know so we, we feature them very prominently by taking up the entire costume of each kid what's great about using a visual um, medium is that it's kind of like using the the little search bar tool at the top of your computer like in your brain you're typing in okay uh epiglottitis and then uh you remember that symbol you're like okay that was the the kid who has the drooling who's like kind of leaning forward you can see he has the epiglottitis and then it's like you click on it and your brain and the rest of the picture is just opened up to you. And you can already access all the information around the scene just by remembering that one single part of it. And we also like to use grouping when we design the pictures. So things because uh, ceftriaxone is important for empirical treatment, it, the kids Never with the epiglottitis yeah. will have like the ceftriaxone on his back. And because like rifampin for close contacts, mm -hmm. the kid who is... In the left corner of the uh, illustration, the kid who's in close contact with all those little H uh, flu. Coxobacilli. So uh, it's just it's great for segmenting information together in important chunks. And instead of trying to remember, like fish through all of first aid and say, oh, yeah, where was that again? You literally just get right to that sketch in your mind and you're able to kind of like explore it for about two seconds and realize what else was around that one symbol. And so you can immediately move on to the next question. It really is for like a random, kind of like a, you, I'm giving, we're giving you extra RAM to use. It's just like this random access and like, oh yeah, I just need, I need that picture to think of right now. So you can immediately move on to the next question. Yeah. And so what I like about this is, I mean, you've probably heard of the concept of memory palaces, right? It's been around yeah. since yeah. the medieval times. So with the Haemophilus influenza uh, sketch, um, you've got a memory chocolate covered cherry candy shop palace i guess <laughs> but I'll, I'll put this in the show uh on the show's web page so you guys can see the description of what we're talking about here the candy dispenser is um shooting out little coxo bacillary shaped pink candies i guess and they mentioned the explorer type kids got a rifle which i assume is rifle refampin the it's a 
an almost like echolalia type uh, mnemonic, right? Yeah, he's in close contact with the candies, like getting all over him. From the right side of the picture, there is a disembodied hand, which I assume is a clown, just because that's what I always assume if there's something unknown behind it. But it's this just got creepier. Yeah, (laughs) it did, right? But that'll help them remember this section. Yeah, we like to go creepy for extra (laughs) memorization. Yeah, absolutely. The stranger from normal experience, the thing is, the more readily it's likely to stick in one's mind. If it gives you recurrent nightmares, you'll never forget. The hand is aerosolizing some sort of spray, which indicates that uh, HIB is, or HIB is transmitted aerosolly. like that word. I think it's aerosolily. <laughs> maybe it is. Or maybe that's a type of triangle, an aerosolily. Maybe. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Although I was terrible at geometry because I was a philosophy <laughs> yeah. major. But yeah, so this, I mean, this is great. This is, I think, a great instance of what you guys are doing with the platform and probably why it seems like everybody's using it. Um, my wife tells me, uh, she's a psych resident that uh, when she asks people, hey, what what do you do you guys use for step one study? They're like, well, you world, of course. I think everybody agrees on that. There's sort of a consensus there. Exactly. In in southern Ohio, they're they're all using sketchy. <laughs> Only southern Ohio. Though. Yeah, it's weird. certain counties. Yeah. At least. Um, so what do you remember about um, HIB? The presentation, of course, inspiratory strider, leaning forward, excessive drooling, Pete's patient, empirically treat with ceftriaxone, which is a third generation cephalosporin. I guess let's just leave it at that because I want to kind of go through more about you guys for the few people in uh, northern Ohio who don't know what sketchy is. Can I add one more thing to the question? Absolutely. So I think one uh, important part of the question, to just to throw in there to sum it up, um, at the end is when they ask you the question. It's that one sentence where they're asking you, they're literally telling you which part of first aid you should be looking at to answer this question, or which sketchy video you should be accessing in your brain. So they ended it with, uh, like, what's the most important empirical therapy for this patient? Yeah. So... Uh, with something like our sketchy videos, you can go back to sketchy micro, let's say this is an infection question, hepatitis, what was the treatment there? Or with our the farm course, it didn't, it's saying, oh, okay, well, which farm video had the H3 symbol in there? And you can go straight to it in your mind and then just immediately move on. So it's kind of like compartmentalizing facts for you in your mind. And it's similar if you don't use sketchy, like if you just like to go through first aid over and over again, it should, a lot of times the question should take you right back to that section that you that you spent so long memorizing and it should just let you jump right back to the section oh yeah okay well uh, this section showed this treatment for it and they can immediately move on yeah so it's like they're telling you which part of like first stage you should like jump to like which sketchy video otherwise let's say um to just stick with this one more second what about some practical advice for somebody who is sitting there on test day and they're thinking maybe they have a little bit of an idea of what the answer is. Yeah. They're, they're not able to do a cover Story the answers my test, right? You know, with right. all board style questions, you should be able to cover all the answer choices and come up with the correct one without having to look. Um, and maybe you try that, you uncover the answers, you're like, oh man, it's one of these three or something like that. Do you think it is useful to think back to the rooms of memory that you've created by using Sketchy? 
like think back, oh, I know this is Haemophilus influenza, and it was in that that candy shop, and there was a guy standing next to this candy dispenser who had a rifle on his back. What sort of, I guess, um, memory hacks uh, do you think using a product like Sketchy provides to a student? Yeah, so I mean, like specifically to this question, it's pretty cool because you're like, God, it's in the candy store. Which one is it again? But then like each of, we have symbols for each of these antibiotics, like Cephazone, the Fez, Ceftriaxone's three axes, Ceftriaxone's a furious guy, Doxycycline's a bicycle, Penicillin's a pencil. You're like, well, the, the, none of them really makes sense. And the, oh, wait, those Halloween. Oh, yeah, the three axes are obviously going to be. I mean, there was a kid on a bicycle in there. So it's it's cool that way, too, if you do have like a picture that you remember for each, at least the specific symbol for each for each drug. It's like, oh, bikini shop. Was there a fez in there? No, the three X's. Maybe is there a furious guy? Actually, there is, is a furious kid. So that gets a little confusing. <laughs> but is there a kid on a bike? No. Is there a pencil? Nah. So that, that's helpful too. I mean, there's so many different ways to, I, I, if you're like stuck in the last minute to think about it. The other one is like, which one have I seen more? There are three axes in so many micro videos. I'm just going to go with the three axes that treats so much stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, hopefully you can also remember like which symbol is the most common. It's like, I see those three axes all the time. Let's go with the on that sort of thing. Yeah. So yeah, there's some interesting tactics you can use if you're running out of time for a section and you just, let me just read the last sentence, asking for therapy for a drooling kid. Uh, I see three axes treating a lot of stuff. Let's do three axes. That's one way. Absolutely. Yeah. So do you just curious, see three axes, uh, a kid with three axes in your sleep? Yes. <laughs> yes. When I go to the doctor and those like, are those in. nightmares I was bringing up earlier. <laughs> now these sketches don't come from your personal nightmares, do they? Or dreams? Well, I think Dali had the same method and just kind of channel, you know, yeah. whatever we, we think about at the time. Though he also did, he had other strange methods. Like he liked to go in a dark room and press on his eyes really hard and like see fireworks and stuff. So we haven't gotten to that level yet. We're still... Wait, that's you know, strange? We're still sane. <laughs> but uh, we like to use like a lot of literature and like movie references and stuff like that. Though our marketing director, Dorothy, has told me I've made uh, too many uh, Emilio Estevez references. So I, I need to stop. But apparently no one knows John Hughes movies in the 80s culture anymore. So I need to move on, apparently, and grow, grow up to more modern references. Um, this podcast is clean, um, but, you know, there is one Salvador uh, Dali story that I, I love, and that is um, – actually, maybe I shouldn't have said I love it. I, I find it interesting. Uh, <laughs> and that is at one point in his life, he provided a sample into an envelope – addressed the envelope to his father, sent it to him with a note inside that said, paid in full. He had some <laughs> daddy issues, I suppose. But that's just a bonus for you guys. I'm probably going to cut that out. Uh, <laughs> all right. Thing, it's funny because when we were making the uh, – we have a Dolly sketch. It's for um, the second-generation antipsychotics. Mm -hmm. So he's kind of like the atypical um, – surrealist painter yeah and uh a lot of it it's just funny how much research it takes just to learn about the subject at hand while we're making them because we'll literally get all get way in there and, and learn as much as we can about dali and, and look, <laughs> yeah. look up all these facts about him and just like sometimes we throw in the little references here and they're just throughout just for if anyone wants to pick up on them uh, like for example 
we talk about them and their use in uh, OCD. And then instead of just, so we like to show someone orienting things really intricately for OCD, but then we throw in the extra reference just for fun. Like it, we have them orienting the paintings really yeah. intricately. Okay, oh, that, that's good. His compulsion to make sure the paintings are all straight. Uh, but we also use the painting that what, that that Dali was obsessed with because as a child he saw um, the painting of the two peasants who were there after a hard day's work. Yeah. He couldn't stop thinking about it. Incorporated and he repainted it. So, it like he repainted it over and over and all his other paintings. So we also used that painting specifically for yeah. representing OCD. 0.01% of our users will understand why you use <laughs> that specific painting. But whoever gets it, I think is going to think it's hilarious. And, <laughs> and probably really solidifies it into their memory. Exactly. Especially for that one person. For that know, one like, person. But, but yeah. see... But then, I guess, are you trying to create these sketches not for all people, but for each person who uses it, if you will? Well, I think the beauty of it is that so many things happening at once. Like it, it, you're, you're right when you said it's auditory and visual, but at the same time, it's a story. So like, just a story in itself helps you remember things. Uh, it's historical or literary often, so like that can help you remember things and you connect to that. So it's kind of like pick and choose, you know? Do I does narration really help me? And does this does the picture does the story does the time period and just like as many things at once are just kind of like incorporated in it's just so people of all different kind of learning types you know can like choose what they want to use out of the out of each video and that's it for part one in part two next week we will discuss a little more about sketchy as a company and its plans to help you study for the boards in the future did you know that you can go to insidetheboards.com slash podcast and record a question for the show on the right side of your browser, you'll see a blue tab, record a question for the podcast. If you click on that, you'd be able to send us a burning question you have about some med school study strategy or difficult concept, and we would love for you to participate. So try that out. As I've told you before, our step one study smarter series is going to run through May. We're focusing all the content on Comlex Level 1 and USMLE Step 1 material, and we've got some notable companies and personalities who are going to help us cover the essential highest yield topics as a way of helping you review first and second year material on the go prior to your dedicated preparation time come May or June. The focus is going to be on high yield multiple choice question dissections, so just look for the episodes tagged with Step 1 Study Smarter series. And because we want to get as many people as possible listening, we ask and would appreciate if you would tell your friends. If you share the show on social media by tagging at Boards Insider on Twitter or at Inside the Boards on Instagram or Facebook, you'll be entered to win a $50 Amazon gift card. This contest will run through sometime in May, so take the time to tell others. And speaking of giveaways, if you leave a review of this or the next episode and send the screenshot to podcast at insidetheboards.com, you'll be entered to win the current contest, which is one of the super soft, sketchy medical t-shirts, thanks to Brian and Aaron from Sketchy. Thanks to James from Two O'Clock Courage for letting us use an excerpt from The Valentine Blast Furnace off the 2016 album Missalette. Two O'Clock Courage is the best band you've never heard of. 
You can listen to their music on Spotify and follow them on Twitter at 2 O'Clock Courage. That's at the number 2 O'Clock Courage. Thanks, guys, for letting us use the song. We really appreciate it. Inside the Boards is in no way affiliated with the United States Medical Licensing Examination, Comprehensive Osteopathic Medical License Examination, National Board of Medical Examiners, the National Council of State Boards of Nursing, National Board of Osteopathic Medical Examiners, or any other licensing or examination body. All exam names and other trademarks are the property of the respective trademark owners. Content discussed during the program is the property of inside the boards or the attributed trademark owner and may not be reproduced without permission from the appropriate entity. Inside the Boards fully adheres to the respective policies on irregular behavior outlined by the aforementioned credentialing bodies.